Coming direct from the 404, 678, and 770 area codes. It's entertainment, details, and more right here on the Exquisite Sounds Podcast with your host, DJ and entertainment virtuoso, DJ Torin L. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Exquisite Sounds Podcast. It's your host, none other than DJ Tornell. Listen, thank you for tuning in, no matter where you're coming to us from. I want to go ahead and tell you, first and foremost, I got some exciting news. If you haven't already discovered this, we've also got the Exquisite Sounds Podcast now up on YouTube. That's right. Some of you may not know, but you actually, uh, podcasts are now actually on YouTube, and I'm excited that we've started putting this season here on YouTube. So if you haven't already, you're looking to, uh, you know, tune in at work or just maybe, you know, on your smart TV or something like that, feel free to cruise right on over to YouTube and check out the podcast there. So listen, I want to give a couple of shout outs before I get started today. Uh, first and foremost, I want to just say, hey, listen, if we're not already connected on social, we'd love for you to tap in with us. You can, of course, find Exquisite Sounds everywhere at Exquisite Sounds ENT. That's everywhere. So that's, you know, our Instagram, our Facebook, our TikTok, our YouTube, of course. And then I also want to give a huge shout out to the ladies over at Hue I Do. If you don't already follow the Hue I Do podcast and some of the platforms that they've got, I'm going to encourage you right now to stop what you're doing. That's right. Stop what you're doing. I'm about to ruin. You can jump on over there and you can check out Hue I Do. They have got a great podcast that they've been doing actually for a couple of years. Uh, I've been a guest over there. Uh, I've, I've definitely listened to a ton of episodes and they have some really, really quality content. And uh, I'm going to drop another nugget here. If you if you aren't following them on Spotify, you should definitely check them out. I'm going to just leave it at that. Mic drop. I'm out. Now, listen, we are back with another Real Talk with Torrent episode, and I'm going to keep this real short and simple. This one here is something that, you know, as I'm cruising Instagram or we're working events, and I'm whether I'm working them or the guys are working them, and, and I see this in, in every city. I see it all the time with just various events. Um, but this one right here, folks, is about the dance floor, right? So, here we go. Now, couples will ask me all the time. They'll ask us as we're doing kind of our final preparation. They'll say, well, hey, you know, let's talk about the floor plan. And now, honestly, more so than ever, we really push the conversation about floor plan. We say, well, hey, listen, you know, we love talking about the music. We love talking about the vibe. You know, you know, we know this. We know that. But can you tell us? Can we talk about the floor plan? Can we talk about where the DJ is going to be placed for your event? Now, doesn't matter if it's a wedding, a corporate event, a social event. Everything that we're going to talk about today still holds true, right? And so here's my belief. Your DJ should not be more than 10. Some may say 15. I'm going to go 10, 12 feet from the dance floor, right? And here's here's a couple of reasons why. I'm going to dive right into it. Now, as you're thinking about the layout of your room, you're probably thinking, oh, you know, I've got my tables, I got my decor, I got my food, I've got all these different things, right? But if you were having a, an event where you want people to get on the dance floor, you need to ensure, just my humble opinion, right, that your DJ is as close to the dance floor as possible. Here's the number one reason why, right? The number one reason why, and I've got five, okay, but our number one reason why is power. Now, I know you're probably like, power, like, why does that matter? Well, one thing I've realized, even in doing some events recently, even in my own city, I've realized that power inside the venue may not be the same power as outside the venue. Didn't think about that, right? Now, as, as events become more more complex, right, you've got people that are bringing in, you know, TVs or projectors or dance on the cloud machines or cold sparklers or just different different things. Uh, and then not to mention just running sound. You have to understand that two, two tops, two bottoms as speakers, right? We're talking speakers. We're talking DJ equipment. We're talking microphones. We're talking DJ lights. All those things draw power. And once they reach a certain amount of power, that's it. So venues can have certain power drops within them. And sometimes I won't even say an older hotel or an older space. It, it could be fairly new, but they have different 
amounts of power that they distribute, right? So you want to ensure, uh, and, and, well, and I'll say this, and typically the strongest power can be near that dance floor because they, they're already expecting that, hey, listen, we're bringing in a performer, we're bringing in a band, we're bringing in a speaker, we're bringing in like a presentation. They know that they need the right power right there in those slots. Now, the other thing you don't want is you don't want to have to do a 100-foot power run um, meaning that we're trying to run an extension cable a hundred feet, you know, outside or to some, you know, obscure corner to draw the proper power. So again, putting that DJ close to the floor, nine times out of 10, from what I've seen in my experience, you know, both, you know, here domestic, you know, domestically and internationally, I would even say is that the closer you are to the floor, the better power source you, you're probably going to have. Right now, here's another reason, right? Number two placement. This is a big one for me, right? When you think about your room, you're thinking about walking in seeing this space that you've put together. You've got to think placement, right? And one thing about placement, especially if you're having an event where you're expecting people to come dance, party, celebrate, right? You got to lead them where you want them to go. And of course you want them to go towards the dance floor, right? So what's better for the dance floor than having the DJ right there by the dance floor to draw those people in, right? So that's something to think about. Now, this will go right into number three for us, right? I know a lot of folks are going to say, well, what about my photos? What about my video? You know, I don't know how the DJ setup is going to be. That's true. I've seen really good setups from um, DJs. I've seen really bad ones. I've seen really great setups for bands. I've seen really bad ones. I've seen wires everywhere. It's all personal preference. It's all about how they do things. I'm not here to bash anybody. All I'm here to say is that when you think photo and video, and even if you do think, well, hey, I don't know what the setup is. One thing you can always do, you can always invest in getting a better setup. So as you're interviewing your, you know, potential entertainment, you can say, well, hey, can you show me a picture of like what the what your setup is going to look like for my event? They may have one. They may have two. They may have three. They may have several different setup ideas or options for you. So you never know until you have that conversation. So don't let what photo and what video uh, will look like dictate where you put your DJ or even your band for that matter. I know we, we, we're kind of DJ based here, but but it happens with bands, too. Now, here's the next thing. As we've talked about placement, we've talked about power, and we're thinking photo and video. Here's something else that you really should think about. And this has come up quite often. This has come up a lot recently, right, from just different couples that I've talked to, uh, specifically with couples, right? With, with, you know, with corporate events, you don't see this as much because they're kind of approaching it from a little bit different aspect. With a lot of couples who are jumping into maybe they're planning a wedding or a vow renewal or maybe just even an engagement party, they maybe haven't hired a DJ uh, ever or they haven't hired one in a while, or their parents are in charge of hiring and their parents haven't done it right. But here's something that you have to think about. You have to think about sound distribution. And I know that sounds crazy, but like this is a little bit of science for you, right? Sound is the loudest at its source, right? That's like, that's just science. That's not something Torrance is making up. It ain't something I just pulled off the internet. I mean, that is that is true. That is That is fact, right? We've all learned that in school, right? So if you think about it, one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to try to put a DJ over in the corner and then they have to blast their music over four, five, six, seven tables in order to, you know, get that party going or to turn the microphones up for speeches and toasts. If the DJ were closest to the dance floor and the dance floor were the focal point of, you know, speeches, toasts, entertainment for the evening, auction, you know, whatever we're doing then your sound is going to be right there in that area. And of course, now you've got people tuned in to that area, right? So you've, you've got people tuned in. We know the sound and the levels of the sound are going to be high right there in those areas. Now, if you've got people that may be, you know, sensitive or, you know, they don't like loud noises, those may be the folks that we, you know, I don't want to say push out, but we may, we may situate them a little further out 
so that they, you know, if they've got sensitive hear, sensitive hearing or anything like that, that they are, you know, not right up on the right up on the sound. But you want to think sound distribution, right? So that's something to always think about. So again, if DJ is carrying the party, he's getting everybody going. He needs to be close to the dance floor to ensure that his sound, his or her sound, is good right there in that area. Now, last but not least, and this is my favorite, and I'm gonna close it out with this, right? So. Everybody's been to a really great party, whether it's a club, whether it's just, you know, a family function, whether it's a corporate event, you know, whatever. Everybody's kind of been there. Somebody's had a pretty decent experience at one time, one time or the other. Right. And the biggest thing about it is going to be interaction. Right. So when you think about your DJ, your entertainment, interacting with your crowd, they can't do that from across the room. They can't do that over six, five, seven rows of tables. They need to be right there to be like, Sally, I see you. You getting it from HR or Megan, way to go. I see the bridesmaids. Like you need that level. It doesn't have to be that level of interaction. It doesn't have to be, you know, it could be more, it could be less. I don't know. You know, everybody's different. But my point is, is that the crowd interaction is going to happen right there on the dance floor. And you want to put whoever you hire in the best possible position. The best possible position to interact, engage, and entertain your crowd. It's just that simple, right? So again, I just want to go over real fast. Now, listen, you want to, if you can, based on your venue, based on your, you know, your floor plan, some of those things, DJ closest to the dance floor. I've definitely seen and have worked scenarios where maybe we were to the side and we we moved speakers, um, but we always want to be as close to that dance floor as possible. I absolutely promise you, you are going to have the best results the best outcome and the best experience when you put your DJ as close to that dance floor as possible. But again, it's going to be power. It's going to be a placement. Again, consider your photo, consider your video, right? Sound distribution. And then last but not least, it's going to be crowd interaction. All right. So listen, that's it for me today, everybody. I wanted to make a quick, again, another episode of Real Talk with Torin. Again, right here on the Exquisite Sounds podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you joining in, tuning in. Listen, if you've got anything that we can help with, questions that you've got about entertainment, enhancements, phototainment that we can help with, always feel free to drop us a quick DM somewhere, anywhere we're online. We're everywhere at Exquisite Sounds ENT, and we'll be more than happy to get back with you. Can't wait to connect with you on the next one, and appreciate you for tuning in. Peace. Peace.